Hey, Storm Freaks, it's Phil. We've got Storm Chasers, Aaron J. Jack, and his fiance, Michelle Iwasiuk, in the studio this week. Uh, one of the things I discovered when I started getting into the 360 video, so I strapped this thing to the top of my Subaru. And in fact, uh, and I, I tether it to the Subaru as well. So I've, it's tethered up there because I've had, I've lost one in the past from big hail knocking it off in a storm. And they're like, at the time, those were like $600, $700 cameras. Oh. Right? So. And listen for who's been discovered drinking on our Wasted Weather clip. And of course, what's a show without hashtag weather fools? That's all coming up on episode 142 of the Stormfront Freaks. Going green. Greenage. Saddle now. You got it, boss. Hey, welcome everybody to the most entertaining weather podcast. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast, uh, part of the Stormfront Freaks network. This episode is also brought to you by the National Storm Chasers Summit. Uh, chasers and Storm Freaks are going to be converging on Midwest City, Oklahoma, this coming January 21st and 22nd to hear from top chasers and forecasters from across the country. Uh, don't worry, because you can join us as well. Uh, just register at chasersummit.com. That's chasersummit.com. Hey, I also want to uh, shout out and thanks to our Patreon members that support the show. Uh, one of our new members like uh, Jenny uh, and also those of us, uh, those joining t uh, live tonight. We also have, uh, uh, who do we got in the studio? We've got, uh, we've, who do we have? In, oh, they're, that's, I forget they're out of the studio. But anyway, Dan, <laughs> Dan and Angela uh, in are in the room. green room. Yeah, they're in the green room tonight. Uh, but anyway, you can also join us at patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks and be live in the chat or on the show with our guests. Um, and I want to tell everybody, too, a little little teaser here, but uh, listen at the end of the show tonight because uh, when we always reveal our next guests, uh, we're going to definitely uh, share with you something you're going to want to hear and definitely that you'll want to be a part of. Uh, our next recording. So uh, you want to stay for that. But it's always happy hour when we record. Uh, it's always something I look forward to every other week is getting together with some friends, talking weather and, and having a drink. And it also lets you kind of know uh, we like having a good time and like having some fun on this weather podcast. So uh, let's find out who's uh, which of our co-hosts are with us here tonight. MJ, our producer and Skywarn coordinator up in Minnesota. What uh, what are you drinking? All right, tonight I've got a uh, vodka sour in my uh, Mickey Mouse glass. Nice. That's yeah, new okay. for you. That's yeah, different. I haven't seen yeah. that before. Yeah. I enjoy that once in a while. Wow, that's okay. That's good. Dina, our meteorologist and weather producer with the Weather Channel. What are you drinking this evening? I'm drinking an Angry Orchard hard cider, and it's actually very tasty rosé. I do recommend. I like it. It's an angry nice. orchard rose. Yeah. Angry orchard hard cider rose. Yeah, huh. yeah it's good. Okay. I like it. I tried that. Very good. Maz, uh, former on camera meteorologist in Cincinnati. What are you drinking? I just got my Mick Ultra in my Destin, Florida. I had too many carbs today. <laughs> 2.6 carbs. Good. All You're right. golden. You're golden, baby. Uh, Brady, atmospheric science degree uh, from Ohio State. Uh, what are you drinking, my friend? Yeah, I'm having a little whiskey, you know, keeping it keeping it nice and clean right. here. Wow. Brady's drinking whiskey? Come on. I know. I'm a wow. new man. I'm a new man, you know. What kind? What is it? Uh, 
Uh, I think it's called Eagle Rare. It, it's. Are you kidding me? Nice. Yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm up in mm. my game a little bit. Last week it was Wood mm. Are you at your mom's? Ohio no, State I'm not. Up I swear, game. I'm not. <laughs> he, he stole it from his mom's. Uh, Kim, welcome back. Our former on-camera meteorologist with the Weather Channel. What are you drinking tonight, Kim? Hey guys, first of all, it is the Ohio State, by the way. Yeah, get it right. Come on. Right. I can't yeah. believe it that Dino Screw or Brady that. didn't correct yeah. you on that one. <laughs> Um, anyway, so I have, of course, because of Happy Halloween, I do have a glass of Cabernet and God, I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> I just opened the bottle. I can't remember the name of this one. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Those are sometimes best ones. Golden Chalice. But here's my. Uh, <laughs> That's pretty impressive. It's my Halloween yeah, it's It has spider webs all over it. You probably it's like the freaking Holy Grail. What? That's yeah. like. Uh, Wow. Impressive. Like well, Kim, I'll tell you what, uh, we will leave it with you and actually introduce our esteemed guests this evening. I would love to. All right. Tonight, we have extreme storm chaser Aaron Jajak, and he travels the world documenting the world's most extreme weather and, of course, other events of nature for my radar. And he has also been involved in shooting multiple storm chase TV and streaming series. His fiancée, Michela Iwasiuk, is an accomplished photographer, photographer and chaser in her own right. Now, her photos and videos have been shared on the Weather Network, AccuWeather, Global News, and even more. Now, they can be seen at times in the plains of the states um, or their homes in Canada chasing storms together. And so I'm going to get this question right out of the way because I thought this is so cool that you know, we have a photographer, we have a storm chaser, you guys together make a great team. So did it happen because of your professions or did you guys meet somewhere different? Did you meet out there on the road chasing a storm? How did you guys get together? Yeah, you. so you want me to jump in, Michelle, or do you want to start it off? You're the talker. You go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, so the, we met because of storm chasing, uh, uh, and it wasn't just random. And uh, and we actually started talking first on Twitter uh, oh. back in two, like two, early 2019. I mean, we had talked to each other a little bit on Twitter just through tweets and stuff uh, earlier than that. But then uh, it was a high-risk day, actually, in 2019, May 20th, 2019, the Mangum, Oklahoma Day. And Michelle actually reached out to me. She slipped into my DMs to tell me uh, – to be safe so <laughs> and then from there yeah. into what you see today i don't think that's what i said i think i said don't do anything stupid or don't be dumb i wasn't that <laughs> it was actually not message, received. message received you, you had me at, already the love there and the, you had <laughs> yeah you had me it slipped slipped into my dms <laughs> i know i was but wait where are we going with this okay <laughs> that's an awesome story i love that yeah. So, yeah. So then we met after that, we started talking and then, uh, you know, I went up to Canada to chase and then we chased together the first time up there. And, uh, you know, it was, it was like the first time I saw storms, it was love at first sight. So. Wow. <laughs> I believe it. She's, She's beautiful. Like, gorgeous. I love you more than tornadoes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. wow. exactly. uh, so, so Aaron, I see, I see with that, uh, you know, uh, a hat on your head, man. Is it? Are you? I, and I saw a video of you today in Boulder, Colorado. Are you chasing snow already, man? What the heck is that? Yeah, you know. So I like to try and uh, I like to show the beauty side of of uh, chasing as well, right? Not just the extreme parts with the 
the tornadoes and the hurricanes and and i really like the mountains here and i was in the area so i was uh i saw the snow up in the mountains i could tell it was snowing up there so i was like well i'm gonna go drive up there take a look i don't even know really know any snow is forecast but i wasn't expecting it anyway and it happened to snow a little bit and drove up there and checked it out and i, I actually i love uh, the snow chasing i like chasing blizzards uh almost uh more than the tornadoes and hurricanes sometimes until it gets late in the season then i'm ready to go back to spring chasing so <laughs> yeah i was wondering what, what your favorite one would be you like the snow and ice and i mean they're so pretty though i mean it's not yeah. like you get hurt or slide off the road it's beautiful yeah i mean I, obviously i like the the super stalls and tornadoes were as where it all started for me that's my first love and then I grew up in northern Indiana and we get a lot of lake effect snow there. And a lot of uh, I grew up into that. That's actually what really triggered my love for weather was being uh, in these survival situations snowed in from lake effect snow. Like my mom and I one time I remember for two weeks we couldn't leave the house because we were snowed in. So that's kind of where my love for weather started. And it snow day. <laughs> snow day, no school. Now, Michelle, are you with him right now or did he like you kick him out? You said you go to Boulder, man. I had had enough. We were together for like three weeks and that's pretty much my max of what I can tolerate. Um, no, I'm just kidding. He had to go down and chase the severe. So I'm just up here doing mom things and work things. And um, yeah, so I'm not exciting right now. Aaron's the exciting one. <laughs> So speaking of exciting, so what is your favorite thing to photograph? I mean, is it the snow? Is it the tornadoes? Is it the change of sea? I mean, for you, what is it? Um, definitely not snow. Uh, I our, our winters are brutal up here, and I just kind of like just make it through winter. I'm not sure how I make it through, but it's not fun for me. So uh, definitely uh, the severe weather. I also like to shoot um, the Northern Lights and uh, the Milky Way. So I like to go out and find creepy places in the middle of the night and hang out there. Yeah, the Northern Light. In fact, one of the first, uh, the first month we knew each other, uh, that we had been with, with each other in person, uh, that we, we witnessed an amazing Northern Lights show there in August. And, uh, it was, that's the first time I had seen them in person. Uh, actually it was the second time I had once seen them. when I was a kid in, in Northern Indiana, actually, it must've been a major storm. In fact, I think there's a Wikipedia pages about that day in like 1988 or 89. And, uh, but I hadn't seen them since then. And we, you know, and I kind of, you know, Michelle is a really good photographer, uh, and really knows how to do the night photography. And so I learned a lot from her going up there and chasing and neck, you know, it was, it was, it, you know, it, it, it was a good to get that new experience from, you know, just right out of the gate there, you know, in the first month of knowing each other. So. Okay. So when I looked at your store page on your YouTube channel, I saw a pint glass that had the Aurora on it. Was that from that night? No, that's from last uh, summer. That's actually the the Neowise, Comet Neowise, and the Aurora lined up really per perfectly wow. Very cool. last year. Wow. I think I'm yeah. going to order it. Yeah, that was a once in a lifetime experience right there. And Comet, I mean, obviously, because Comet Neowise won't be back for another 6,700 years, but just the fact to get a comet on the night that the Aurora happened. In fact, that, you know, it, we saw that amazing show so early in our relationship. I was like, oh, this must happen all the time. Right. And then, since then, there's only been like one or two maybe good shows. In fact, there was one the other night that I missed because I was chasing down in Oklahoma. So, so Kim, is it like 199 bucks? How much are you going to get one for all of us? Or what? <laughs> I did get that far to see how much it was, but 
I saw it. I was like, Ooh, you know, I like my pint glasses, so I might have to get one. <laughs> so Aaron, did you, did you do a whole lot of photography while you were chasing or do you still do a lot of that? Are you primarily, you seem primarily video, but I guess what, what's your flavor? No, I mean, so I started with video, you know, actually I, I started with both with video. I wasn't, I started, I was chasing before I was ever into photography and videography. So I used to chase and not even do like film anything right i was just out there enjoying it and learning it and uh and then eventually i was like well you know what maybe i should start capturing some of this stuff and sharing it with the world and i like to you know i wanted to be inspirational but at the same time i'm out there trying to be informational as well and making people aware of the weather and eventually i started getting into cameras and photography and it started with video first so i like video primarily just because uh you know with my youtube channel and twitter and all that uh videos seem to resonate more i think with people they do a little better at least for like breaking news and whatnot uh but i do really love the photography i would love to be able to just have a camera crew that's following me around and handling all the video stuff and then i could focus on photography more but you know i really enjoy the shooting the video and and just kind of trying to hone those skills over the year getting better at capturing that story and being a better videographer as well so i love both but i would probably say Videography is better for what I'm trying to do out there, but I slightly like photography a little bit more. So, so tell me a little bit about you. You look it looks like you've experimented a little bit with uh, 360 uh, video. Um, yeah, I, 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 that's something I've never really seen, uh, other than obviously kind of videos from you and and others that use it. But I've I've never seen that really how it works. Uh, fill us in on that a little bit. Yeah, so I, I saw kind of a, I, I realized a lot of people like the 360 because it helps them learn more about meteorology and weather and what's going on out there than just your normal shot. So you can look around and actually it's like you're in the field, right? Uh, and it didn't seem like there's a lot of people doing the 360 stuff out there. So I was, you know, to kind of try and set myself apart to bring something of value that no one else is being, is really doing out there. I started looking into the 360. And so I've been, uh, uh, all the I've owned all the, the different GoPro 360 models up until you know now I have their latest one as well. But uh, one of the things I discovered when I started getting into the 360 video, so I strapped this thing to the top of my Subaru, and in fact, uh, and I, I tether it to the Subaru as well, so I've, it's tethered up there because I've had I've lost one in the past from big hail knocking it off in a storm, and they're like at the time it was like six hundred seven hundred dollar cameras, oh. right? So it mm. kind of sucks to lose one of those. So I started tethering it down, so it's tethered down. <laughs> And then, uh, so then I, you know, when I feel like I should kick it on, which is when I think a tornado is imminent, kick the 360 camera on. So that way, when I'm trying to do these webisodes, I'm always capturing something during the event so that I can come back later and show, uh, tell that story, right? It helps just with that storytelling. And, you know, sometimes it's not the best footage because it's 360 and they're still improving on the technology, but just having any kind of footage uh, captured that maybe you missed, for example, and this, we'll probably talk about it here in a little bit, but there was that Scarth tornado uh, and it captured us going to, you know, doing search and rescue. And that's something I didn't, obviously we don't want to film during search and rescue because we should be doing search and rescue and not filming. Right. Uh, but the 360 cameras rolling and captured that stuff. And uh, so I started doing the 360 stuff, getting that out there. And then I discovered there's this, uh, this ability to do what's called reframe. So you can actually capture a 1080 shot. Uh, 1080p, which is the resolution that most uh, broadcasts, like the Weather Channel, for example, is going to broadcast in 1080p. But I realized that I could capture a 1080p shot out of that 360 footage and point it wherever I wanted. So then I started doing these time lapses where I could 
direct the camera where it's located it ends up coming out really amazing so i've been trying to pump those out lately the the 360 is that how like four lenses how many lenses is that no so well when i originally (laughs) started in 360 i have a really cool uh 360 video on youtube where we launched a weather balloon up into the up into a supercell and this was in 2013 and at that time it was like six gopros that we had attached to this device that shot in all different directions and captured it and now they've got it down to where it's just a, a single it's slightly bigger than your regular gopro and there's a lens on each, each side each side that does 180 degrees and then they automatically stitch wow that yeah in 2013 you had to try and stitch this all together yourself and it was really difficult oh my god and gosh. now you can just that all the software handles it all and it's it's brilliant so my goal eventually is I'm trying to build this following of people that enjoy 360 because uh, eventually I want to live stream in 360 and then people can just join in with VR goggles and look around or even have one in the car as well. Oh, that would be what cool. a good idea. That really cool. so that's kind of on my future to-do list. You know, so. Well, you, you can do that now with your 360 videos, correct? You like you if, you've, if you've yeah. got the goggles, you can, yeah. You can, you can live stream with it. I just, it's. Uh, there's other priorities with when I'm trying to stream and stuff that I don't, I don't want to, I imagine the 360 is going to be a big drain on your bandwidth, uh, trying to pump that out, especially in a situation where you're in chaser conversions and the cell signals are really bad, uh, is even, even worse. Right. So I don't, if we get something like, eventually I'm thinking like I can connect to like Starlink, which is Tesla, Elon Musk's, uh, satellite internet. <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, Sweet. then pump this stuff out to the world. Right. <laughs> so my, you my VR? question. While you're driving, though, DVR. What? No, I won't be VRing, but you. Guys, I don't think you realize how VR works. Right? Virtual, <laughs> v- virtual reality. Come on, man. He's not gonna do it while he drives, though. People are gonna, people are gonna have the goggles on at home. Yeah. So my my question on, though is, your current videos that you have posted, can't you watch those with with a VR oh, yeah. headset now, right? Oh yeah, and, and do that same thing. It's just not live. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. I have a whole playlist right. that's all the 360. So yeah, because people show up that they want to look at a tornado in 360 because they just got their VR goggles. So yeah. I get a lot of traffic to my YouTube. You, you totally got to try that. And and even if you guys, I, I encourage you, if nothing else, go get just the the cheap. I don't know. You probably find them for ten bucks in Target or something where you slide your phone yeah. into the into the viewer. Yeah, and you Google. just and you can just look around with that, and and it'll Hardboard it'll do it. Google, it's I think will sell you one for like 20 or 30 bucks or something like that. Mm-hmm. That you do that with. There you go. I've got to totally try that because my, my kids have the, some decent VR goggles they got for Christmas. And now I'm going to try that later. <laughs> well, and, I'm definitely you know, trying this. A little bit. Of, you know, actually, I haven't even seen my own videos with VR goggles yet. So <laughs> it's on my agenda. To eventually get up <laughs> we'll let you know. Like, you got to check out your own material. Video, right? So it's a little, I don't have much, much incentive. So. So, Michelle, so are you primarily just DSLR? Do you do any video? Uh, what, what's what's your flavor? Um, I try and keep it simple. Aaron's the tech junkie. Um, so I just have my uh, DSLR and uh, my phone. The iPhones are great. They can, you know, time lapse now. They can do slow-mo. Um, yeah, that's all I need. Um, I've got a variety of different lenses, of course, but... Other than that, I seem to get overwhelmed with too many things. And I've seen Aaron in motion with all of his gear. And I it's kind of mind-boggling because he's got, like, a workflow. Like, he'll go and he'll shoot video and then he'll set up a time lapse. And then uh, before all that, he's got his 360 cam on. So that's recording the entire thing. So, I mean, 
the guy has a safety net of a hundred thousand devices. So he's going to get good footage from at least one of them. So you, you got to give us a tip then. And, and I, I, I won't lie. I kind of like the fact that uh, you talked about phones and you're not a, a DSLR snob. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> which, which I kind of like a little bit because I'm still struggling to figure that out myself. Uh, as Aaron was talking about, I'm, I'm a chaser first and I've been trying to figure out how best to do stuff, but I'm a lazy mother. Uh, and, and, and so I just sometimes I don't have the time to shoot a DSLR or edit it after the fact. And, and yeah. I am just always amazed by people like you that, that can shoot and edit and just make some amazing shots. But I need from you two tips, one tip with your DSLR that you can share with us, uh, pseudo beginners, uh, to, in some kind of a storm situation, what have you learned that's really helpful? And then, and then I want a phone tip. What what's something you've learned for, uh, you can use your phone with that you just love and and uh, you want to share? Um, we'll start with my phone, I guess. Uh, a lot of people don't know that you can like focus lock your phone. So if you hold down, I have an iPhone. Um, so if you hold down on your screen, it'll focus lock. So you like. When you zoom in and out, you won't get focusing issues and changes, and it's a huge game changer. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. See? All right, I'm trying this. Is, that, is that, that on either. a lot of iPhones? Is there like a certain version that it doesn't go back to? I, I'd be that would be awesome if I could. I'm not that. sure. Um, I the last three or four iPhones I've had have all been able to do it. So um, try it out and see. Um, and then as far as DSLR, oh my god. Uh, there's so many little things that you can do, but I like to shoot wide to capture, um, you know, a large area. So then if I screw that up, I can like crop it. So, <laughs> so that it looks, good. <laughs> uh, I've got a little bit of my own safety net. As far as photography goes, I know how to, you know, oh, I, I've blown out my highlights because I'm rushing, but I can fix that in post-processing. So just being familiar with your camera. Also, if you shoot at night, you need to be able to um, know where your buttons and your settings are um, in the dark. Because if you turn your phone on or a flashlight, it kind of wrecks your vision for, you know, the northern lights or whatever you're shooting. Um, so I'm just able to use my camera in the dark without really looking at it, which really helps um, when you're storm chasing. Because it's quick and easy um, and you can just kind of adjust settings on the fly. Um, and I guess another one would be just knowing like where to start with your camera, what settings are like the base and where can you kind of safely shoot a, a number of different things and be able to edit it and not have it look like garbage. Hmm. So, so, so uh, Oh, go ahead, Kim. I was going to say, Michelle, um, this is an amateur question here, but maybe you can help me with this. Sure. Is, are, is it better to, take the picture and then later zoom in if you want and then crop it and print it? Or is it better to zoom in immediately and then print it? I mean, is it is there a quality difference if you do it one way or the other? Yeah, generally when you're cropping in, um, and Aaron's better with like the pixels and the resolution um, specs than I am, but generally if you're cropping in on a photo, you're losing some of the resolution. Um, in it, I shoot with a prime lens, which you can't zoom in and out with. Um, I have both, but I, I primarily use my prime lens. So basically, I look like an idiot because I'm running around a lot and squatting. You'll like I've been 
lying on the ground before. I've jumped on top of a vehicle before just to get that vantage point that I'm looking at um, with a, a lens that doesn't doesn't zoom in at all. So okay, yeah, mm -hmm. okay, thank you. Yeah, I, I would add to that that you always want to try and shoot. You know what your what your final picture looks like. You want to try and capture with the camera itself and not crop in and only using cropping as a last resort to try and you know, better compose that shot, if that makes okay. sense. Yes, it does. Thank you. Thank you. So, so Aaron and Michelle, I think, I think a question that I had was, so say like the morning of a chase, how do you guys determine, you know, what happens if there's a disagreement between the location you go to? How do you guys settle that? I pick the target because I'm I, it. <laughs> I, we know who answers that. Come on. There you, go. there you go. Right answer. Right, Aaron? Right answer. I just try to hint that maybe we should adjust, you know, but, uh, but it's okay if we don't adjust. Well, you're it. so pretty. If Brady's not married. He doesn't know. Not yet. Working on it. Yeah. So You, you so got to try and suggest things, right? So. I'm looking behind you. You have like 64 miles of string. It looks like behind you. What <laughs> is that? Oh yeah, in my spare time, I like to uh, crochet and make a uh, little. I'm just kidding. It's my. I'm at my sister's house right now. Oh, Leave it. Leave it to Maz to to talk about something in in someone's background. He's he's always good for that question, right? Every couple of weeks, I slipped out of the states to try and make some crafts. <laughs> yeah, but I think before you got on, Maz, we were, we were talking about his candles back there as well. But... I thought they were candles, but it's it's macrame. Oh, it all is. Okay. Oh my god, it did look like candles. I thought it yeah. was. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, I, I think on that note, uh, it's it's time for our first break, uh, and we'll be right back with more from Aaron and Michelle. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, we are here with our storm-chasing couple from Canada. Uh, well, Aaron's actually in Colorado tonight, but uh, Aaron and Michelle. And uh, one of our, our Patreon VIPs, Angela, had an outstanding question that I kind of wanted her to start us with out of break. Angela? All right, as a team, what is your most memorable chase? Okay, so Aaron, are you gonna let me talk a little or? Just wait till you're married. <laughs> just you tell me when you want me to jump in and I'll try really hard not to jump in. Smart if man. I see an opportunity to jump in and I can't resist, I might have to, but. Okay, sounds good. Um, so it was Scarf, uh, Manitoba, or I guess Verdon, Manitoba. Um, yeah, I, it, crazy, insane experience. Um, I was saying that I still have a hard time um, wrapping my my brain around that day and what we saw and what transpired. And, you know, um, just the start of the day, I, ever, I remember the whole day very vividly, um, even just what we grabbed to eat before and what we were doing before we decided to, to move into the storm. And um, 
it, it it was a beautiful day, but it was it was bittersweet because there were two people that were two young people that were were lost um, that day, and you know, Aaron and I happened upon this scene of destruction after watching you know the tornado pass over a, a farm, um, and you know that hits you pretty hard when you're when you're watching that happen, and you know there's nothing you can do at at the moment. You have to wait. Um, you know, until it's safe for you, obviously, to go to go and help. And, and so that's what we did. We waited and we, we went to help. And um, I was nine months pregnant, but I was kind of, you know, that didn't matter at the time. Um, I was able to like waddle my way uh, across the road. And I remember Aaron grabbing me by the waist and like moving me away from down power lines because um, you know, I was just focused on, on, on helping as much as I could. So, um, yeah, I didn't give birth. I, I waited like one day, I think it was, uh, one, two days, well, one day, I guess, um, after, uh, to have our son jet. Um, so yeah, that was pretty crazy. I had to like cross my legs a little bit because the adrenaline was going and the emotions were going and the. It was pretty crazy. So nine months. It blows my yeah. mind. I can't imagine. <laughs> it's wild. It blows my mind. I was, gosh. I was really large at that time and I was just over it. And I wasn't even like I didn't even really want to go chasing. It was hot as <laughs> and I just I was like, I just want to stay home and like no. So we went and I'm glad we did. I'm glad we went. You know, I even looking at the models that day, I was I wasn't that excited about it. I don't know if it was just because I was super grumpy and um, tired of being pregnant, but I, I wasn't that excited to go out that day. So, yeah. So is Jet's middle name Fujita? Or <laughs> <laughs> it should be. Wow. It should be. Can, we, can we have like a like a two drum and like a you know, cymbal sound effect for when Mass has Thank those one liners? That would Thank be you very great. much. <laughs> great. You're kind of like on dad joke level, but. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we're seeing nope. it right now. It just now. blows Look at my that. mind. So you waited a day after that to have your baby. Yeah, yeah. That's that's serious. You held that you held that baby in. Good yeah. job. Like I clenched, like I crossed my leg. <laughs> Maybe peed a little bit. I I, I think I did. <laughs> yeah, it was it was an it was an intense moment. And I mean, if you're ever trying to go into labor, just go storm chasing. Yeah. <laughs> so what so give give me a little bit of an idea. Um was there was there anybody i mean were you guys pretty much the only ones on that storm it in in that spot in that location uh no there were four five other chasers um who mostly live in manitoba and then um sean chauffeur was there as well um but yeah there was only you know seven of us all together and that's kind of what it's like uh on manitoba chases it's there's no big convergences there's no crazy congestion there's no you know sometimes you don't even see the other chasers if you're on a different range road um it's very very different than what I see, um, you know, down in the uh, in Texas or in Dixie or any of those other places, it's pretty quiet up here, and it's it's really nice. I gotta say. So what what was the point 
and Aaron, certainly you can jump in on this too, but what, what was the point during that tornado when you emotionally all of a sudden made that switch from, you know, just obviously observing the, the wonder and the amazement of the, the weather and the tornado and to all of a sudden realizing that it's not about that right now? what what happened when did that switch happen for you guys yeah so for me it happened uh so if you watch i only uh during that event i i so i usually i tweet a lot during these events like what's happening right and during that event i tweeted once before the tornado had touched down that uh, it looked like tornado was imminent uh tornado it wasn't even tornado warning at that point tornado warnings came out uh we adjusted the positions there's 15 minutes now between the time that i tweet out that looks like tornado is imminent Maybe it was about 17 minutes. Tornado is imminent to the point uh, to where the tornado uh, has moved away from the farm. So that was about 17 minutes or so. Uh, it was the point for me was, so I was watched it go through the farm. And so obviously at that point, I'm like, this is not good. This, you know, potentially someone got hit at the farm, right? So in the back of my mind, it's, uh, we need to get to the farm at, at some point, right? Uh, as you, this scene right here, this is me in the field right here. This you're watching right now. Uh, I, I, this is the point where if you even if you watch this tweet, I even say the tornado has just passed through. It hit a farm. As soon as the tornado clears, we're gonna go back to the farm. So I do. I shoot this this shot right here. Immediately, I I, uh, I I hit stop on the recording. I run back to the car. As I run back to the car, I'm actually tweeting this video out because I'm trying to warn additional people downstream uh, of the tornado. And we get in the car, turn around, and we went right back to the house at that point. So it was really it was right before this point you know as it hit the bar as it, hit, as it hit the farm uh you know i you know, at that point though we didn't know if anyone got hit it was like okay maybe someone got hit so we get we re, we raced to the farm and we get there and then uh i definitely knew there was a problem when we saw the suv on the left side of the vehicle was upside down in the ditch uh, um, I was like, oh, crap. uh my hope was it was just a car that was left parked at the farm because it was such a visible tornado i was like there's no way someone got hit by this thing, right? This had to have been a car that was parked at the farm and no one's in this vehicle. And we get out of the car, we run to the vehicle. And I'm like, oh crap, there's someone in the vehicle. And immediately, uh, Michelle calls 911. She was, you know, I was like, my first thought was, how do I help this guy? I'm going to try and help him. And Michelle's first thought, you know, I think was call 911, which was perfect uh, that we had, we both had separate thoughts that were, you know, trying to accomplish the same thing. Let's help this guy out that's in this SUV. Uh, but also, so as we had pulled up, I had noticed the white truck that was out in the field off to the right, which is actually the vehicle that had the, the, the kids that were in it that were uh, that they were killed by this tornado. And uh, in the so in the corner of my in the side of my ear on my, you know, I'd seen that in the back of my mind. I'm like, hopefully that's also an out of vehicle, because, again, how did anyone get hit by this thing? It's such a visible tornado. Surely someone didn't drive into it. Uh, but, you know, you know, if you're not trained to see these things like people panic, right? And they don't know what to do. And when you're out here in the Canadian prairies, it's just wide open, right? Wide open fields. And this farm was a kind of a seemed like probably a safe haven to these people. It was trees and they felt protected in their natural human instinct is I'm going to be surrounding myself with trees and, and buildings. And that's my safety net. Right. Uh, Obviously, in a tornado, that's the worst case scenario because that's what really does the damage is, you know, flying debris. Obviously, and, you know, in a tornado this strong, you're going to the vehicle got thrown. And that's what, you know, what ended up probably likely uh, killing the, the kids in the vehicle. But uh, but, you know, when we saw the vehicle off of this and I saw it off to the side, it's kind of circle back around. I didn't think anyone would actually have been in that vehicle. And in fact, some other people showed up behind us 
And they ran out and checked it. I asked them if there was anyone there. They said they didn't find anyone. So I'm like, oh, thank God there was no one in that vehicle. And then the the police showed up after that. And they actually, they did a walk through the field. And that's when they actually found the kids. And it wasn't until later that we had actually left the scene uh, to kind of get out of the way because all the EMT, all the, you know, the fire department, all that had shown up. So I was like, okay, let's get out of here because we're not doing any, there's nothing we can do right now. And then we had heard that, that, you know, there was a, a helicopter life uh, evacuation helicopter coming in and we knew that was bad. So then it was, you know, it went from, oh my God, we saw this, you know, exhilarating thing to, oh my God, we, we found someone and he's help, but he's alive, thankfully. And then we find out that these kids had been killed or potentially killed. And then it was just, you know, it was worst case scenario. It was really terrible. Were they what? chasing or were they just in the wrong spot at the wrong time? So I, I've looked at the, I was trying to figure that out because I was like, how could I, I watched, I scoured through my video, my 360 video. I'm like, where did they come from? Because I was like, is there something I could have done to stop them from driving into it? Right. And I never had seen them. So they had to have come from the North. So we originally had started to the North of the farm and then moved ourselves to the South. And uh, when I passed, so I watched my 360 video. When we passed that farm, there's no one at the farm. Uh, and then, so the guy that was in the red SUV that got hit, he pulled in first because in his account of the story, he saw the kids pull in behind him in the same farm field. And then all of a sudden they just disappeared in like the debris cloud and the car. And then he started getting thrown through. What I think helped him and saved him is that he, he rolled and got thrown, but got wedged down into the ditch that was right there along the road. And so he didn't continue to get flung by the tornado. And I don't, I, he got lucky because of that. I think, I think the kids, didn't have that luck and they, you know, were thrown by the tornado a great distance. So. Michelle, what, what was it for your, like for you, obviously Aaron talked about, you know, your thoughts call nine one one, but kind of when was that transition that you remember for you going from, you know, watching the awe of the tornado to kind of safety call nine one one mode? Um, I think same as Aaron, uh, when I started actually seeing the destruction, I mean, you could see the tornado going towards the farm. And of course, you're just like, oh, it's going to miss it. It's going to continue on, um, you know, to the north or south of the farm and it's going to be OK. And, and then um, it, it is almost like the, the tornado expanded and got stronger right as it passed um over the farm and then of course it's sucking up and throwing debris everywhere and it's just this like it was like a cinematic experience it didn't even look real um obviously that tornado you know has been called fake because it looked so perfect so to see something so beautiful just destroying um this farm um it was just uh a barrage of emotions it was beauty and i was in awe but i was also like holy shit, people could be in trouble this is terrifying what can we do to help um i could hear aaron um you know talking doing his report in the field and then i start to cry and you can hear me on my video say oh my god i'm crying um and it just and then right after that we pulled up and the tornado was roping out to our right, uh, beautiful rainbow. And um, yeah, so then we just, you know, went into action and um, called 911. And the, the gentleman in the vehicle was, you know, yelling for help and honking his horn. And so, you know, you can only do so much when there's down power lines everywhere. You're trying to be as safe as you can as well. But um, 
yeah, so just trying to help and, and kind of direct the EMS and telling them what had happened. And and then, like Aaron said, we left um, left just to give everyone space because at that time there was a lot of um, police and, and firefighters there. So, I just want to say on more of like the the meteorological meteorological and the, we talked a lot about the bad part of it, but the the, the storm was a very from meteorological uh, you know perspective was a very interesting storm. It you know it fired up on the flanking line of this other dying supercell. These I was watching these towers as we drove up to it, uh, multiple updrafts firing and, and just feeding into. It. I'm like, okay, there's these cell mergers going on, and we were watching this storm uh, starting to merge. I'm like, okay, it's, this storm's I think when this this updraft finished merges into the, the dying storm, we're going to get a really good storm or maybe a tornado, right? And uh, and it was the 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 tr the storm itself was maybe ten minutes of it firing up and starting to rotate, and then at you know funnel cloud tornado, and then over and like fifteen. No, the total time of that storm's life was maybe 20, 25 minutes because as Michelle said, as we pulled up to the farm, it's roping off and it was done at that point. It wasn't cyclical. The storm didn't continue on and, you know, and continue to produce another hook and another tornado. It was, it completely dissipated the storm, the tornado, all of it gone at that point. So it was a, it was a very, you know, and it was, you know, people would watch the video and remark about, you know, it was just blue sky. And if you were, if you were looking the opposite direction of the tornado, you'd have no clue there was a tornado behind you other than wow. hearing the roar that we were able to hear. But has, has anything for either one of you after, you know, after that storm, that tornado and, and even a little bit of the, the aftermath, anything change with how you chase now or, or have you realized you're doing something a little bit different because of your experience, overall experience with that whole storm? Jeez. I mean, I don't, uh, I don't think, you know, for me, I, uh, you know, it was, uh, I hadn't been, uh, in, you know, in that situation before, I guess I should say, where I actually, you know, I so I've been in around tornadoes that were had caused deaths, uh, like the I was in, by the Canton, Texas tornado EF4, for example. There was a death in that, but I wasn't. Uh, there was tons of chasers around there. I wasn't right next to the tornado. I wasn't. I didn't have this like connection to any of the victims. Right. This was the first tornado where I actually I had a victim. Or, sorry, I had a connection to one of the victims. You know, I was talking to the guy that was in the vehicle, trying to talk him through it. And so it was actually, you know, it was a, you know, it was a unique, alert, I guess you should say a learning experience for me of how I can better in, in, in this situation again, if it happens again, you know, how I can handle the situation better and what to expect. And, you know, I guess that's a silver lining for me is that I, now that I've experienced, I, you know, I feel like I can be better at helping and in that situation in the future. So how about you, Michelle? Um, I think honestly, it was like a pretty perfect chase. Um, I don't think that, like, I mean, Aaron's a pro. He, you know, I couldn't find a flaw in anything that he did. Um, he sprang into action right away. He obviously, we both didn't even say we're going to call the chase. We just called the chase. Um, we both jumped out to help. Um, you know, and then afterwards we, you know, helped each other. We talked about it. Um, we went back this year, um, to where it happened and, you know, we, yeah, we just supported each other through that. And, um, I think, I don't know, I don't know what else we could have done or what we could have done better. So I have 
you know, no regrets. And I don't think I would have changed um, anything about that chase, honestly. I, I have questioned myself uh, multiple times since it like, like, how could I have actually helped these kids out? Right. I, like I said, I watched the video a lot. Like, where did they come from? What could I have done possibly? Could I have done anything? And I just don't think there's anything I could have done. It was the only thing I could, I could do is continue to try and inform and make people aware of, you know, what, what do these things look, what do these tornadoes look like? What can they do? You know, don't, you know, if you're, if you're in a tornado warning, you know, seeking shelter in your vehicle amongst a bunch of trees in a house, isn't the best thing to do. Right. You're, mm -hmm. If they would have kept driving, you know, another hundred yards, they would have been fine. Right. So it like, it, it crushes me that I, I couldn't, I, I wish I would have stopped at the damn farm and been there when they tried to pull in, I would have been like, no, keep going, you know? And so that's, you know, I just, I, I don't even know why I bring that up, but that's something that's yeah. really so No, I, I think I think all that stuff, uh, Bertie, before you get to your last question, I mean, I, I think all that stuff shapes us, right, and, and in life in general, whether it's just chasing and you have an experience like that or something in life and you have an experience. And, and Aaron, you talked about it's just learning, right? There's learning experiences. Um, doesn't mean you would do anything different. But it certainly sometimes changes your philosophy on things. And, and of course, a lot of good comes out of things like that, where you were able to be there right away for someone that did need help right away. Uh, and, and it also educates other people, right? When there are experiences like that and stories like that that you guys share uh, and others can hear that, it just helps educate and helps teach others too. So I, you know, I think there's a lot of good that obviously comes out of that, but a, an amazing experience, right? Just an, an amazing experience all around from uh, everything that, that is learned and everything that you saw and were able to help do. So yeah. uh, Brady, you had one more question. I'll let you yeah. fire away. Yeah. Not only that guys too, but like, you know, I feel like you, the fact that you guys sprung into action so quickly says everything we need to know, you know, and, and, you know, I know you always could have looked back like, what could I have done? But, but you did do something and you did spring to action quickly. So that's something that, you know, you guys should always remember, right? And you guys did do the right thing. But one question I think I have a little bit, you know, to lighten the mood a little uh, is, um, you know, so I'm a single guy, right? And I'm wondering... Has have you ever? Where's this to, going? Have you ever been to do like a storm chase date night? Has that ever worked? Like, would that would that be a tactic I could use? That's pretty much where all our dates are now. Brady, you wow. got a storm chase first, and then yeah, you can maybe go. consider there that. There you go. There you go. I like so, that idea, Brady. So, so yeah. how does how does that usually go? Do you just like, hey, we're going storm chasing tonight, date night? Like, we're gonna go, you know, see a tornado and then go get a nice dinner after? Or how does that work? Yeah, it does. And our first date was actually a or our first meeting slash date was actually a uh, storm chase in, in Saskatchewan. Um, and I remember Aaron saying after, like, I don't even know what that storm looked like half the time. I don't even know. Our second date, we went to bloody North Dakota and we chased another storm, another tornado warren storm down there. And then we shot, photos of abandoned vehicles and found a creepy house and then i think we went out for dinner after that didn't we at some restaurant yeah, and i just want to say that that north dakota chase is the, the my my storm chasing skills are are as what sealed the deal that day so wow <laughs> sealed the deal wow and i'm taking notes i'm taking notes all right Ladies, you can find uh, Brady on Tinder. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> Bumble, Tinder's too. Uh, so I, I'd have to imagine, guys, your 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 babysitter knows like to keep an eye out for high risk or something like that. That's 
That's that's when the call's going to come. Hey, yeah. that is the sound. It is time for our lightning round. Uh, this is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions we play with our guests. We always invite everybody to play along with us as well. Uh, we're, we got uh, we got another good classic tonight. So I figured since we had an engaged couple here tonight, uh, we would pull out the uh, Family Feud Late Night Edition. Nice. So a little Family Feud Late Night Edition. And here's here's how we're going to set this up. Uh, I'm going to have uh, Michelle and Aaron. You guys are one family. And then our freaks, you you guys are the other family. Uh, and so we're, we're going to play it just like Family Feud. Uh, three strikes and, and you're done, and we go to the other team. And if they can pick one of the remaining answers, they win. Uh, if they don't, then the team that uh, chose to take it uh, wins. So that's how we'll do it. And uh, we're going to start this with um, – and, and what I'll do is I'll give uh, each – uh, Aaron or Michelle and the freaks. I'll give you guys each one response to uh, the question. The top six answers here are on the board. Name something couples always do together. Name something couples always do together. So, Aaron, I'm going to start with you first. Uh, whoever gets the highest pick uh, between you and the freaks will can choose to to keep it or pass pass it on. Okay, I'm going to go with sleep. Sleep? That is number one. Sleep was number Ooh, one nice. on the board. Okay, so uh, so you automatically, you and Michelle can keep this topic, right? And as long as if you get all, all the other five before you get three strikes, you win it. Otherwise, if you want to pass it on to the freaks, you can do that, um, but you can always steal at the end. So what would you like to do? I think we should keep. What do you think? Yeah, I think we should. They're keep keeping it. it. All right, Michelle, then you're up. We got sleep as number one on the board. We have five more. Watch TV. Watch, Watch TV. What? That is not on there. I would have said that, too. Mm-hmm. I would have said that, too. Watch too. TV. So first strike. All right, Aaron. Eat. Eat. That's number three. Okay. Number three on the board. So one and three are gone. Two, four, five, and six, Michelle. Remember, this is late night edition. Fornicate. (laughs) (laughs) Sex. Sex is number two on the board. You get that one. Wow. Uh, One, two, and three. All right, Aaron, you got three more. One strike. Shop. Shop. Shop is not on there. Yeah, I don't want to shop. Two strikes. All right, Michelle. Raise children. Raise children. Something couples always do together. That is incorrect. So that's three strikes. So, Freaks, I'm going to go over to you. Uh, MJ, you can be the uh, captain of the group. Yeah. There's okay. three more on the board. Name something couples always do together. What do you all say? I'm the captain. Argue. 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 Oh, that's Argue. a good one. Yeah. Oh, that's a good I'll one. Kim yeah. watches right. Family Feud. Like we'll go with argue. <laughs> argue. <laughs> argue. So Freaks. Nice. Freaks got that one. Freaks got that one. All right, here we go. We got our second one. All right. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to start again. Michelle, I'm going to start with you on this one. Okay. Uh, name something men usually think they're better at than they really are. Sports. Sports. That is number top five on the board. That's number five. So that's number five. All right. So, uh, MJ, I'm going to go to you. Uh, you. There's still top four on the board. Name something men usually think they're better at than they really are. 
Drive. Driving. <laughs> that is yep. number three. Is, uh, All right. So two two of the five are gone. MJ, do you want to keep it or are you going to pass it? Ooh, what do you think, folks? Pass it. Keep it. Pass it. Come on. Pass it. Pass it? Okay. Well, yeah, we're passing. All right. We're passing it. So, Aaron, uh, uh, what do we got? Number three and five are gone. So, one, two, and four are still on the board. Something men usually think they're better at than they really are. Fixing things. Fixing oh, things. Number two. One. Number two oh. on the board. So, uh, one and four, Michelle, still on the board. Something men are usually usually think they're better at than they really are. Probably going to say fornicating again. <laughs> <laughs> that, was that is number one on the board, men. Uh, Aaron, pay attention to her answers. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, Aaron, you, Aaron, number four is still on the board. Something men think they're better at than they really are. Cleaning. That's a good one too. Cleaning, not not on there. We're close. We're close Freaks though. Michelle, uh, flirting. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Flirting. <laughs> no, nope, not on the board. That's a good one. Number four is still waiting there for you. Cleaning and what, Aaron? Cooking. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, all right. So good. So you guys got that one. So we got tie. Here's okay. here's the tiebreaker. Tiebreaker, Aaron, oh, we're back to you. Say a word or phrase with the word screw in it. Say a screw. word or phrase with the word screw in it. Screw you. Yeah. Screw you. That is number two on the board. Uh, Maz, I'm going to go to you if you can get the number one. Cork. Uh, what? Cork. Screw. Cork. Oh, that is number wow. four, uh, but Why that is not the top. What? So, Aaron, <laughs> you guys can choose to keep this or pass it. There's uh, six total answers. Two are already taken. We should pass it. Yeah, this one sucks. All right, passing that one. <laughs> Dina, I'm going to you. Say a word or phrase with the word screw in it. Screw in a light bulb. Ooh. Uh, screw in a light bulb. <laughs> not up oh. there. Oh. All right, Kim. Screwdriver. Screwdriver. <clears throat> Number one. Thank you. So you got one, two, and four, which leaves us three, five, and six, Brady. A word or phrase with the word screw in it. Screw your neighbor? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. wow. That's right. No, that's a card game. That's a card game. Oh, okay. okay. Hey, Mrs. Robinson. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, uh, MJ, we're back up to you. Three, five, and six. Screw. Word or phrase with screw. Screw up. Screw up. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. Wow. Not what? in there. All right, oh, Aaron no. and Michelle, you guys can steal it if you can uh, figure out three, four, or five. Screw. Are we allowed to like talk about it? What we want? Yeah, oh, yeah, want? yeah, yep. Aaron, I'll I'll have you be the captain so you can give me the final answer. Okay, what do you think, Michelle? I have some ideas. But what do you think? Um, you or they have a screw loose. Oh, that's I was a good thinking one. to yeah. kind of kind of plan that. I was kind of thinking maybe I'm or slash you're screwed. I was thinking that too. But also besides that one, I also have screwball. Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. That doesn't seem as common. Ooh. I like I the first two. Screwed quite a bit, so I think we should go with that maybe. All right. Okay, I want to. Can I say I'm slash you're screwed? Uh, <laughs> you can say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm, just, I'm screwed. 
I'm screwed. I'm slat, you're screwed. I'm okay. Screwed. Uh, here's what I will tell you. Uh, screw loose was number five. Uh, screw ball was number six. And number three was screw it. So you're screwed. That was not on there. So the freaks. <laughs> the freaks take the screwed question. Twister. Loser. The wow. screw question. Yeah, the screwball was a good one. I didn't think of that until she said it. Yeah. All right. Anyway, great job. Aaron, Michelle, you guys rocked. Uh, do do us all a favor, Aaron. I'll start with you. How how and where can our listeners find you and your content online? Uh, yeah, so I'm all over the place. So I will say that uh, in the moment when I'm in the chase, I'm really uh, active on Twitter and also live streaming to YouTube and Facebook. Uh, after the chase, I like to do uh, a little bit more like some raw video to YouTube and Facebook. And then occasionally I do these what I call these webisodes. I just recently did a webisode for Hurricane Ida. Where I kind of tell a story, uh, you know, more a little bit more of a cinematic thing on YouTube and Facebook as well. So, cool, Michelle. How about you? Nobody wants to follow me when it's. Oh, not. that's BS. Oh, yeah. you, your photos are beautiful. Instagram if you don't, if awesome. you don't tell us about your Instagram, I'm gonna tell everybody. So you may as well. <laughs> I only have snarky things to say when it's not storm season, but I have Twitter, just my name, really original. Uh, Instagram, I have like five Instagram accounts, but my main one is my, just my name again. And I don't have anything cool on Facebook. It's just like my aunt Marge and like those kinds of people. So. I have an aunt Marge as well. She's also on Facebook. <laughs> hey. Everybody's got an aunt Marge, I think. Yeah. So cool. Well, hey, it is always storm season guys. And at helicity.co slash SFF, they've got a huge selection of weather and hurricane themed t-shirts and merchandise including Stormfront Freaks, shirts, beverage containers, and stickers. Uh, you just got to go to the exclusive site, helicity.co slash SFF. And when you do that, you're going to earn 5% off your entire order. And while you're there, click on the Brands tab, and you're going to find all your Stormfront Freak favorites at uh, helicity.co slash sff so it's time for our final break uh but uh we've got to keep things rolling when we get back you're going to be surprised with our uh, the weather friends that really sounded like they maybe had too many sips on our wasted weather clips you got to come back for that uh we'll got all that coming right up stay tuned Hey, this is Corey Harbour with SevereStudios.com, and you are listening to the Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Let's take a drive under the moon. Let's take a drive under the somber sky. Let's take a drive under the moon. Welcome back, everyone. It is time for Weather Fools. And that is everyone's favorite part of the show, I think. And, and for those of you that are first-time listeners or for those of you that just are a little bit forgetful, Weather Fools uh, essentially is a segment where us as the freaks, we're going out on the internet, we're going out in real life, we're going out on the dark web, as Phil says it. We're looking for videos. We're looking for anything where it's someone doing something not so smart and it deals with the weather. So us being the overachievers that we are as the freaks, only have one weather fool this week, Dina. Who yeah, is a week. 
Yeah. Week. All right. Yeah. So we were actually talking about this. Like, I, I kind of get tired of just doing people driving through flooded roadways. So this one is actually a compilation, and it was uh, just over 10 minutes. And I actually watched the whole 10 minutes because it's so funny. And it's all <laughs> meteorologists making stupid mistakes. Like wow. this guy, he's right here. Instead of, hey, look at these cities, look at these cities. Wow. What was he thinking about? And oh. then this woman comes on. She's talking about she's not expecting a huge, she want to say fluctuation, but she's like, Oh, no. huge f- you. Oh, <laughs> like she says that right on air. It's not even close. Um, and then, like some of them that are funny are some of these international ones that you don't even understand what they're saying, but they did it. Like this, this lady, she you you don't know what she's saying, but she could tell she screwed up. She takes a deep breath and she's like. <laughs> you no. understand? Was she's on there. air? She's just cussing. She did. It was like a nice. oh, oh, she did no. it with an accent, which was even funny. Like, <laughs> oh, and then the there's day, another. Like right? the other international one too is like this. You know how? Um, and I don't want to make fun, but some of these Spanish ones have like um, very sexy meteorologist, like. She is a very well-developed meteorologist, and she's jumping up and down. I mean, it is so funny and belching and just just stupid stuff that, you know, it's live TV. You get caught doing stuff all the time. And I actually thought it was funny enough to watch the whole thing because, you know, (laughs) but it's just like not expecting a huge you i mean fluctuation yeah. <laughs> and keep an MJ of election busy. erection and you know <laughs> check out these <laughs> oh my god you guys. Matt, did you ever experience anything like that did you ever did yep. you drop a couple of bombs oh yeah well when they cut your time and they're like you need to you need to chop words i learned mm-hmm. you cannot say warm air mass and drop the word air <laughs> Oh. Wait, why? I'm, not, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. Yeah. Hold on. Warm, you can yeah. say warm ass. I, I don't oh, think that needs to be beeped out. Everything else. Ma- so. yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> stuff like that. I, yeah. yeah. That was back years ago. Anyway. Well, well, I'm sure there's plenty of, there's plenty of videos in there. So we'll, we'll have to send you the link and, and we'll have that link uh, in our uh, show notes. You can look for uh, show 142, guys. It's 142 strong. Great work there. Check that out on your favorite podcast app or at stormfrontfreaks.com. That is Toby Keith. And how do you like me now yeah, that I've not had Miley Cyrus there, too Brady. much I drink? Anyway. So, how do you like me now? So, and that, that, what we've done is we've checked out the dark web here. And, and we found some people who Uh-oh. sometimes they drink before, sometimes they drink on the air. But you can tell <laughs> they've been drinking, right? Wow. So, Phil, they who do we have here for They today? talk about titties instead of cities. <laughs> so. <laughs> So we found a good one tonight. Uh, th- this was one uh, from Good Morning America and a friend of the show, Ginger Z. But she, you know, you guys, if, if you watch, she, she sometimes does reports that necessarily aren't related to the weather. It might be more related to science or geography or something. And, and this was a situation where she was uh, down, I think, off of Puerto Rico or something 
reporting on something that had nothing to do with the weather. She's out uh, on the ocean. And my guess is, you know, it's five o'clock somewhere uh, was her attitude. But this was the uh, GMA report. Treat right now because we have a very special event, whale watching, and one of the few places in the world where people can swim with humpback whales in their cabs. Let's oh, go no. live to Ginger, who's on a boat more than 90 miles off the coast of the Dominican Republic. Good morning again, Ginger. Looking, looking nice and warm and uh, happy good morning, out there. Michael. Uh, I am in a t-shirt and shorts. It feels very good, I have to say that. But it feels great that I've had this experience and adventure, too. That is swimming with the humpback whales. They are the mammal on the planet that travels the farthest to migrate from their breeding grounds up near Canada and Norway wow. and oh congregate gosh. right here for their... Breeding, breeding ground they were feeding up north. Either way, so impressive. And it's one thing to see images or to kind of know the video or see them here above board. When you go down and you stare them in the eye, it's all magic. It's all magic. And now you're my best friend and I love you so much. I'll wow. find you in the breeding wow. ground. Right. So hey, hey, that's Blackout City right there. Yeah. So I so I will I will say this. So you know it's funny and Aaron you uh you know Reed. We we did this a few episodes oh. back. We we did another wasted weather clip and and it was Reed uh that we had and <laughs> and I, what I did so I took like anybody that watches the show even if this is the first time you've heard the show you know we're we're screwing around and we're having fun and all that stuff. Well, I took a clip of that, and I took just a clip of him, and I put it on Twitter with a little comment, you know, hey, it sounded like Reed, you know, I had a foot in the bag or something during this uh, little <laughs> broadcast, and yeah. I played it, and then and then Reed Timmer he he uh, retweeted it out to everybody. And all of a sudden, all his groupies just went nuts, like, that can't be true. And you, where did you get that? Like, people, some of these people I knew wow. are like meteorologists, and they're I'm like, sorry, and Phil. they're like, where did you get that? Tell me where you got that. And wow. I, and I, sh I shared the YouTube link, and they're like, he didn't, he didn't sound drunk. He, you know, and they, I couldn't believe it. And so Reed and I were, were DMing back and forth, and, laughing about it and and uh he's like should i take it down i'm like no don't take it down this is hilarious and um but so if, if you don't know that that wasn't ginger drunk okay we kind of <laughs> slowed it down a little bit for crying out loud and it's fun it's just fun oh. right you got us we were both like yeah. <laughs> you hear they have quite the open bar though on those whale cruises. Yes, so that's true. Know. The reason it's called the green room. That's all you can drink. All you can drink. Oh, man. Anyway, well, hey, I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, we want to thank you for listening or watching and understanding the nature of our humor. Uh, but before I announce our next guest, if if and you, which you got to listen to who's coming up here, but if you like the show, don't forget to subscribe to or follow the Stormfront Freaks Network so you get notified, you receive the latest episodes of our show and El Nino's, the Tornado Hunters podcast. Uh, that'll be delivered right to your podcast player in the moment that we get it released. Also, uh, visit patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks. 
check out all the ways we can do more with you and you can help support the show, like uh, our live access to view and chat during the raw video video recordings. A lot of R's in there. Uh, Exclusive merch, and you can even join us and our guests in the green room. In fact, I just shipped out. We had a couple. I know Dan uh, Dan Wallace is one of them, uh, but uh, just shipped out some of our Stormfront Freak mugs that say, what are you drinking uh, on them? Uh, so we just shipped that out to some of our Patreon folks. Uh, so that should be coming. But visit patreon.com slash stormfrontfreaks, and you can join the team. Uh, but also a big thank you for helping to support the show. Special thanks to our guest tonight. Uh, let me see if I can pronounce his name, Aaron J. Jack. Did I get God. that right, Aaron? Nailed it. Good, I got that one. Uh, and then the easy one, Michelle Iwasik. Uh, thank you guys for joining the show. Outstanding job. We had a lot of fun with you, of course. So, yeah, so yeah. thanks for the time. Yeah, and, uh, Freaks, I'm going to quick go around, too, just so other people can uh, figure out how to find you or find your content. Uh, Maz, where, where can people find you on social media or interact with you? Heck have I know. It's like uh, <laughs> at uh, Money Storm, the number four you. Money Storm for you. That's right. Just think Prince, right? Yeah. Just think Prince. That's how he would do it. MJ, what about you? How can they find you? After you've tried the carrier pigeon, you go at Mark Stormpod on Twitter. Okay. Nice. Cool. Dina? I'm LadyPilot70 on Twitter. On Twitter? Okay. How about you, Kim? Um, Kim Cunningham, WX on Twitter and uh, Facebook, just Kim Cunningham. Cool. How about you, Brady? Uh, just at Brady Harris at WX. I've got some good memes every now and then, so... You know, but I can't I can't attach you to any like photos. Like you've got that turned off. So anytime I try I to attach all the freaks, I can't link you to anything. It won't let me. So just a heads up. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at Phil Storm Pod and uh, right here at Stormfront Freak. So here's what you're you're waiting for. Our next episode, we're back with a special recording on Tuesday, October nineteenth. We're gonna be recording raw for our Patreon members. With the creators of the 13 Minutes film, uh, which is scheduled for release on October 29th. So we've got the, uh, um, and I'll, I'll give you a little synopsis here. Here's what the movie's about. It says, the largest tornado on record threatens to ravage a small town, leaving residents with only 13 minutes to find shelter, search for loved ones, and fight for their lives. In the wake of total devastation, four families must overcome their differences and find strength in themselves and one another to survive. So a little synopsis. So it sounds like a great movie. Uh, the director and co-writer is going to be with us, Lindsay Gosling, and co-writer and storm chaser uh, up there in Canada, eh? You guys know uh, Travis Farncombe? I've heard of Travis. All right. So, uh, so anyway, so they'll be with us uh, in our virtual studio. The audio podcast will be up and available the week of October 25th which will be prior to its release. So uh, that should be pretty exciting. So for MJ, Maz, Brady, Dina, Kim, Aaron, Michelle, and I know Angela and Dan are back there as well, we're going to signal the all clear, and we'll catch you guys next time. So good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. 
While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.